Welcome back to the Cold-Blooded Sports Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, today, we're going to get into our final mock draft. The draft is tomorrow. Excitement is in the air. Uh, we're about to see the NFL potentially be changed by some of these young prospects. So let's dive right in. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to give – we're going to break it down like we did last time. going to go eight and eight at a time, and then at the end, we'll explain um, why we decided to – make those picks. Um, I feel like for both of us, it's a mixture of predictions and what we would do. So it's kind of half and half. Um, so I'm going to get right in. Uh, and number one, of course, we're going with Joe Burrow. Um, number two, Chase mm -hmm. Young. The Lions going to grab their corner, uh, Jeff Okuda. The Giants, I have them taking Jedrick Wills. Uh, Miami, I have them passing on a quarterback and going with Andrew Thomas. I have two will fall into the Chargers at six. I have the Eagles coming up with the Panthers at number seven to Whoa. take C.D. Lamb. Whoa. And then it's at eight, I'm going to have the Cardinals taking Tristan Wirfs. So the big mover out of there is Carolina. And my thing with Carolina is they're a team that's obviously that they're going to build for the future. Um, so getting an, getting extra picks is something that could be valuable to them because they could potentially next year be in the market for a quarterback and you need assets in case they have to move up. So I think it's a win-win for both teams. Philadelphia needs a receiver, a true number one. So that's why I decided to do that. Um, with, with the Giants, um, I went with Jedrick Wills. Um, he's the best run blocking right tackle in the draft and the Giants are going to value that higher than a lot of teams. Now Miami passing on a quarterback, um, they have a lot of later picks, so they could potentially get one later down and still be able to improve this offensive line. Um, and then the Chargers getting lucky with Tua falling right into them, not having to give up any assets to go get them. So I think that's a win for the Chargers. And everything else is kind of self-explanatory. Like, we know why Burrow's going one, Chase Young two, Okuda to the uh, Jaguars. I mean, to the Lions, excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, I'll let Rob get into his eight. Well, before I do that, I think it's interesting as well um... – not, you know, of course, your picks, they all make sense to me. But we've seen, you know, even today, it's like reports just came out about the Falcons trying to move up to number two. And, you know, sometimes we hear that the Redskins aren't fully set on taking Chase Young. You know, maybe Ron Rivera wants to us. So I don't know. But I think if, if, if I am the Redskins as well, I am taking Chase Young. But, um, yeah, good points, Nick. So moving on to my picks, um, Cincinnati, number one, taking Joe Burrow, of course. Number two, Chase Young. And uh, number three, I have a trade. The Chargers are giving uh, number six, a third, and a 2021 second to Detroit to move up and take Justin Herbert, their quarterback. Um, number four, I have the Giants taking best player, Isaiah Simmons. Number five, the Dolphins take Tua. Number six, the Lions uh, still find their, their player that they want, uh, Jeff Okuda. Carolina stays at number seven and takes Derek Brown. And number eight, Tristan Wirfs goes to the Cardinals because the Cardinals already addressed their receiver problem with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so for me, like I said before, I think the Chargers trade up to uh, to take um, Justin Herbert because we've heard rumors. I mean, of course, you know, they're just rumors. But the Giants, if, you know, Herbert fell, they might take him. You know, someone like Miami might take him. So you just got to always play it safe. And if that's the guy that they want, then you need to go up there and get him. And I think that's what they are going to do. Um, and then, yeah, like how Nick said earlier, you know, Joe Burrow, number one, Chase Young, number two, it all just kind of makes sense going down the line. So, uh, yeah, I'll let Nick go from eight or from nine to 16. All right. So at number nine, we're going to have the Jags taking Isaiah Simmons, the versatile piece. Number 10, here's where we're going to get interesting. We're going to have the Vikings trade all the way up uh, to number wow. 10. They're going to give 
they're going to give Cleveland uh, 25 and some some uh, lower picks uh, to move up there, and they're going to take Jerry Judy to kind of replace Stephon Diggs. Then I have Denver moving up with the with the Jets to take Henry Ruggs, trying to get in front of Oakland. And then I have Oakland standing pad at 12, taking C.J. Henderson. Um, the 49ers, I have them taking Javon Kinlaw. The Buccaneers, I'm going to have them take Justin Jefferson. And the, oh, with wow. the Jets moving down to 15, I'm, they're going to grab Mekki Becton. And Atlanta at 16, they're going to select Derrick Brown. So my thought process with, with, with Isaiah Simmons is we all know he's a very polarizing player, but my concerns with him is, is having him in the right scheme. So, I mean, if you get him with a team like Jacksonville, he can replace that Telvin Smith role, and he can also kind of play, and, and they're running the Seattle-style defense, so he can play in a similar role to like a Cam Chancellor. And I think that's where he's going to bring the most value to a team is being that hybrid flex piece. Now Absolutely. with Minnesota moving up, they have a lot of picks, but um, I, I don't think at 22 or 25 they're going to really address corner because Zimmer doesn't play rookie corners that often. So I think – to minimize the window that they do have this chance of potentially making a run at something. They need to go get another playmaker, a guy that can separate and get open. And that's why you get Jerry Judy. Uh, Henry Ruggs going to Denver, self-explanatory. They had to jump up in front of Oakland, in front of the Niners, um, and Tampa Bay as well. And it also helps the Jets, too, by moving down and getting more capital later in the draft. Um, Oakland taking C.J. Henderson. He's a great scheme fit. They run a lot of cover four, so we could do a lot of that. Uh, Javon Kinlaw going to replace the uh, DeForest Buckner role. For the Niners, uh, Justin Jefferson, great option out the slot. Um, and I think Brady's really going to need a slot receiver. And why not get the best slot receiver in the draft? Pair him with all those weapons down there. Just picking up Gronk. This offense is going to be pretty insane. Um, the Jets grabbing Mekki Becton. Um, probably the highest upside out of any of these tackles, but he's really raw. So landing with the Jets is going to give him time to develop. And Atlanta getting Derek Brown to really solidify their front. Finally get somebody big enough to play next to Grady Jarrett. And maybe he can take a next step and enter that Chris Jones level of interior pass rushers and just all overall just improve this defense. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be the dream for Jets fans too. You know, like you trade down and you still get the guy you want and you still get, you know, a stud left tackle to help solidify your future. Um, and on top of that, you know, you get capital for it too. And this is a really deep class. Yeah. So overall, and another thing I, I know, I know that Tampa Bay is rumored to take a right tackle, but Mackie Becton isn't a win now move. Like, he's not ready to step in and play day one at a necessarily elite level. So I think the Buccaneers, like, I know they're heavily mocked tackle. I think they'd be better bringing back a DeMar Dotson, maybe uh, getting into the Jason Peters sweepstakes because he's still available. Mm -hmm. Maybe picking up a veteran and getting a tackle later on in the draft. That was my thought process with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wouldn't be a bad idea. And then it's also interesting to see Isaiah Simmons go to the Jaguars too, you know, like. They have what, – what, uh, what's his name? Um, I forget his Miles name. Miles Jack. Yeah, they have Miles Jack, but putting him back there too, that's going to be a speedy linebacking court if they make it. But um, moving on to my picks, uh, we have a trade at number nine. We have the Eagles moving up on it for a blockbuster deal. Um, Philadelphia gives number 21, a third this year, a first next year, Razul Douglas, and a fourth next year for number nine, Yannick Ngakwe, and a sixth this year. Now, my reasoning here, before we get into any other picks, my reasoning behind this is because we've seen Yannick and the Jaguars GM going back and forth lately. We've known that Yannick wants to leave, and he's shown a lot of hints that he wants to come to Philly. I know that the Giants have seen hints before, too. But I just think, you know, of course it hurts giving up so much capital, but 
you're not only getting the ninth pick for a receiver that you want, you're also getting, you know, a stud elite young D end. And of course you need to pay him, but it's worth it. Um, so that's my process of taking him. And the Eagles take C.D. Lamb because Howie Roseman has been rumored to love C.D. Lamb. It could be a smokescreen, but I, I believe it. Um, number 10, I have the Browns taking Mekhi Becton. Number 11, I have the, uh, the Jets taking Jedrick Wills. Number 12, I have the, the Raiders taking Jerry Judy, the second receiver off the board. And then I have another trade. Um, so Denver gives 15, a third rounder this year, and a sixth this year for 13 because the Niners want to trade back and get more capital. And they draft Henry Ruggs, as you know, Nick said. Cortland Sutton, physical. Henry Ruggs, fast. Take it over the top. And then at 14, I have the Bucks taking Andrew Thomas because he fell surprisingly. But, um, you know, I think that they could use a tackle who's young instead of paying for a Band-Aid like Jason Peters or DeMar Dotson. And then <clears throat> where are we at? Uh, 15, I have Dallas moving up. And they're giving up the 17th pick, a second rounder. And they're drafting C.J. Henderson. And then we're at, let's see, where are we at now? 16. 16. 16. So, yeah, okay, my bad. So, yeah, 16 now. The the, the Falcons are taking best player available as well. Um, they did just sign Dante Fowler, so they're not going to take the DN. They're going to take D-tackle Javon Kinlaw. And that is my eight picks. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I really like the Eagles trade. I mean, because the Eagles are obviously in a position to where they they're, they want to win now. So giving up those picks when you have a franchise quarterback isn't always the end of the world. And also getting that speed element to the defense because you guys have a lot of bigger body edge guys. So getting that pure speed rusher could really help create pressure. And, yeah, like I said, I think this is where the receivers are going to go. This is going to be a hot spot for trades with the receivers because all these teams might want to come up and get their guy. So I like what you did there. Um, yeah. Now I'm going to transition into anything else you want to say before I transition to my picks? Uh, no, not really. I think we're good to move on. All right, so now at number 17, I have New Orleans trading up and taking Justin Herbert. At wow. 18, I'm having the Dolphins take um, Josh Jones. 19, I'm going to have the Raiders take Denzel Mims. Uh, at 20, I'm going to have Jacksonville take Kalevon Chason. 21, where the Panthers traded down with the Eagles, they're going to take Kenneth Murray. I have the Vikings taking edge rusher A.J. Epinesa at 22. At 23, I have the Patriots taking Grant Delpit. And Dallas moving down, I'm going to have them selecting um, the first center off the board, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. So my thought process was if Justin Herbert is going to work in this league, He's going to have to go to a team that that can provide enough support around him. And who are we kidding? kidding? Taysom Hill is not the long-term answer. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I'm not banking on a 30-year-old to be the uh, future of the franchise. So really getting that that um, that elite quarterback, young elite quarterback prospect to sit behind Drew Brees. Um, and then the 18, Miami getting their bookend pair of tackles with Andrew Thomas and Josh Jones. I think this is a great way to maybe improve this offensive line. Um, then uh, – 19 with Denzel Mims. Uh, Derek Carr was at his best when he had a bigger body guy, um, when he had uh, Michael Crabtree, who was his favorite target. So I think Denzel Mims could bring that aggression back out of Derek Carr to where he's not just throwing checkdowns and uh, underneath all the time. So I like that right. fit. And the Jaguars just swinging for upside here because um, it's rumored Yannick is going to go. Why not just take a Yannick clone and Caleb on chase on? Uh, then the Panthers – 
moving down to 21, they're still able to pick up a linebacker. I know Kenneth Murray isn't Isaiah Simmons, but they have Shaq Thompson on roster, who's a very versatile player as well. So getting that a more of a Luke Keekley clone type player, like obviously he's not Luke Keekley, but the build fits better. Um, and then at 22, I, uh, AJ Epinesa, uh, Everson Griffin's gone. So I think they need that bigger edge guy opposite of Daniel Hunter. And also, Everson Griffin was used a lot on the inside on pass, passing situations, passing downs. And that's where Epinesa really excels. So I like that fit there. And at 23 with Grant Delpit, um, he's falling. Coming into the season, we thought he'd be a top five, top 10 pick, but he really can't tackle. If anybody's going to coach somebody how to tackle, it's going to be Bill Belichick. So I think Bill Belichick <laughs> could get the most out of Grant Delpit. And then Dallas taking uh, Cesar Ruiz. Travis Frederick retired. They need to fill that hole. Um, they move down, pick up some more capital later in the draft to take more chances at the secondary because they have a lot of needs there. So that that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, Cesar Ruiz is like the, you know, the main – main great interior lineman prospect in this draft and i i think even though you know there's players on the board that they could help the cowboys as well you can't go wrong helping you know going against cesar ruiz because frederick was a huge piece of that own line and you know ruiz is going to come in there and hopefully you know replace him you know almost as good as he did so moving on now to my picks courtesy of the uh, the cowboys trading with them the niners are taking best player available at 17 for uh, kalevon chase on getting the d end uh, 18, I have the Dolphins taking Josh Jones, you know, getting that protection for um, Tua. And I think that Tua is going to sit out the first year and, you know, linemen like Josh Jones or whatever can, you know, help. Um, they can help, you know, kind of, I guess, get used to the league before they, you know, they throw in a young quarterback back there before he gets killed. Um, 19, I have the Raiders taking Justin Jefferson. And then <clears throat> at 20, I have the Jags taking Christian Fulton. You know, they lost Boye this offseason. They lost Ramsey in the season. So I think they're going to go get a cornerback, which is Christian Fulton. 21, courtesy of the Eagles, I have the Jaguars taking Kenneth Murray. Um, work alongside um, the guy we mentioned earlier. 22, I have the Vikings getting Denzel Mims, and that's because they lost to Fon Diggs. And, you know, Adam Thielen's a great receiver, but I feel like you can't have too many receivers or weapons for Kirk Cousins because, you know, he likes to throw it deep. Um, and then 23, I have the Patriots taking Jordan Love. I don't think they're going to tank this year for Trevor Lawrence. I think that they're going to, you know, take a shot at Jordan Love. Bill Belichick knows quarterbacks. Um, he knows, you know, what kind of character they want in the locker room. And I feel like Jordan Love would be the best fit for that team. And at 24, I have the Saints taking Brandon Ayuk because they, they signed Sanders to, I believe, a three-year deal. But I don't think that team's going to be, you know, like – that team won't like Sanders' contract in two years when he's done producing. And, you know, they have Ted Ginn, who's getting old. So I just feel like that's going to be a safe pick for them. And then at 25, I have the Vikings taking Xavier McKinley because I believe that the Vikings are going to trade Anthony Harris sometime on either day one or day two. Do you have any questions, Nick? Anything you want to add? Uh, no, I mean, it. it those, all those scenarios make sense. I can see them all happening. Um, I, I really like Justin Jefferson with the Raiders. Um, I actually thought about having some teams move up to take Justin Jefferson in that spot, but I just yeah. really like the fit with him being in Tampa. But I can, it's probably more realistic he'll be in that range. So mm -hmm. uh, with that, I'm going to transition to number 25. Um, obviously, Cleveland traded back, and I'm going to have them taking um, Ezra Cleveland. Uh, it's been heavily rumored. At 26, I'm going to have Miami finally take their quarterback. I'm going to have them take Jordan Love. 
And then at 27, I'm going to have the Seahawks taking Gutierrez Gross Matos from Penn State. The Ravens are going to take Patrick Queen. The Titans are going to end up with a huge steal, and I'm going to have them taking Christian Fulton all the way down to 29. Green Bay is going to swing for the fences and take a chance on K.J. Hamler. Um, and then in reality, I know that the 49ers are going to trade down, but this is only a one-round mock, and I didn't really feel like filling with picks and stuff. Like, So I'm going to have them staying pat and taking Trayvon Diggs. But in reality, this won't happen. They're definitely going to trade out of 31. And then at uh, 32, I'm going to have the Chiefs taking Austin Jackson. Nice. So Ezra Cleveland to Cleveland, we've all heard the rumors. I'm going to talk about Jordan Love to Miami. Um, I just think if you if they're in a position to where they could take two tackles and then they could even move up to get Jordan Love or whoever's still there. Um, I just feel that Jordan Love, if if he's not the guy, it would be a lot easier for you to move off him. Say if you are horrible next year, maybe you can Josh Rosen him easier than you could a guy like Tua who would be a fan mm-hmm. favorite or Herbert or you'd have to draft really high. Um, so I think that's – Jordan Love has the upside, but then again, if he flops, you could still Josh Rosen him and go get Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, whoever you want next year if you're bad enough. But if not, I think um, letting him develop behind those quarterbacks already in there, he could potentially be – he could have the highest floor out of anybody drafted in this class. Um, with Yutur Grosomatos going to Seattle, we still don't know if they're going to bring back Jadavian Clowney. They're also heavily rumored in the Yannick discussion as well. So maybe they end up with him. Maybe they pick swap or something. So, but they don't have any of those guys yet. So I'm going to have them taking a raw edge rusher. Um, and then Baltimore, Patrick Queen, kind of self-explanatory. Need a linebacker. Um, Christian Fulton, I really like him. Um, it's just a lot of teams didn't really need corners. Um, so that's why he kind of slid a bit. KJ Hamler, I think he could potentially be a T.Y. Hilton. Um, I think he could take the top off the defense because the Packers have nobody to to do that. Like Devontae Adams is the only guy that's really good at separating everybody else's tall. So I think getting a guy with that dynamic speed aspect, and I really like him over Jalen Reger just from studying his film. I'm a huge fan of KJ Hamler. And then mm-hmm. uh, Trayvon Diggs fits that scheme very well, could sit behind the best at it, and um, Richard Sherman potentially – uh, reach that high ceiling. And then Kansas City taking Austin Jackson. This is a luxury pick, a pick for the future. Eric Fisher's in the last year of his deal. So you get a guy in Austin Jackson that could come in and sit behind um, Eric Fisher and learn from Mitchell Schwartz as well. Could potentially slide in at guard just to get some experience. But this is a pick for the future. And I think you really need to start looking into getting Patrick Mahomes, those left, those elite linemen, because this is a crazy deep offensive line class and realistically the chiefs are going to have bottom four picks every year with with the roster they have so being able to get a, a guy with this a high of a ceiling at 32 and austin jackson is an absolute steal yeah i agree um so moving on to my last picks now number 26 to the dolphins is austin jackson they took a lineman earlier and you know you, you can never have too many linemen and i think they're going to take him and like I said, with the other guy, they're going to help build that line, help them get NFL, you know, ready, going against those huge, you know, DNs or whatever it might be. Um, so just getting them ready for the NFL and not putting, you know, some rookie behind them who might get killed. Moving on to uh, 27, the Seahawks take Epinesa. Um, you know, they need a D lineman as, or a D end, as Nick alluded to earlier. And Epinesa was going to be higher in this draft, but, um, you know, he, he did fall after the combine. But I think, you know, Seattle takes best end available, and that to me is Epinesa. 28, like Nick had as well, Patrick Queen, the best coverage linebacker in the, you know, the entire draft, speedy, um, you know, that would be elite for that Baltimore defense. 
29, I have the Titans taking Ezra Cleveland. Best tackle available. They could use a lineman because they lost Jack Conklin. Um, 30, I have the Packers taking Jalen Rager. Um, they need a receiver, as we all know. You know, they had Geronimo Allison, Valdez Scantling. Uh, Nick didn't like that because he's an Aaron Rodgers fan and he had no help. But, you know, Jalen Rager, elite receiver, elite speed receiver, take a top off the defense. He is going to fall a little bit, but he will be uh, took in the first round. 31, I have the Niners staying pat and taking Jeff Gladney, a corner. You know, Sherman's getting older. They have Akilo Witherspoon, but you can never have enough corners, and I feel like it's kind of safe to pick a corner in this situation. And then at 32, the Chiefs don't have any glaring need aside from linemen, like Nick said, but I think they're going to take um, Swift, the running back, with this pick because, I mean, they they do use their their back a lot from receiving standpoints, and I think once they got rid of Kareem Hunt, they, they turned more into a passing running back kind of thing, and that is what DeAndre Swift can uh, do. So that is my picks and my and like the reasoning why behind I chose them. Yeah, and I mean I think yeah the, the Chiefs are obviously in a great situation with all they have so much young talent on their roster. So right. I mean I can see them going running back, I can see them going corner. They can go a lot of a lot of ways with their picks. But other than that, I think that's gonna wrap up this episode. Hope you guys enjoy the draft tomorrow. If you are on YouTube, remember please like, comment, subscribe. Let us know how you think we did in the comments, what you agree with, disagree with. And as always, thank you.